0: been talking about generosity throughout the month of October, and we will continue to do so as the month moves forward. And today's lesson is a classic example of Jesus turning things upside down, and what you expect is going to happen isn't exactly what happens. He points to a woman giving a small gift as an amazing example of generosity. This is your moment where you're going to look for these hands-on Bibles, and you may have to share... Uh, with somebody else in your pew and you're going to turn to page 1032 to follow along as Mackenzie reads from Luke's gospel. While Jesus was in the temple he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth Jesus said this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them. For they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. God.
1: And as we think about this scripture in preparation for Megan coming forward to share her message, I want to share with you on the screen a witness by um, Sean and Dawn Wood. They uh, came to my prayer life as I was thinking about some folks who in our ministry, have discovered the gifts of generosity, both in receiving and giving. And I would invite you to pay attention to the screen, and hear their story, feel their heart, and may it bless us all to understand the power of generosity's gifts. I'm Don Wood. I'm Sean Wood.
2: And we've been going to Clarkson United Methodist Church for about 10 years now. And we were brought here trying to find a new church, and. When we walked in, we, we felt like it was home.
1: So we were church shopping about 10 years ago and thinking about um, where we want to raise our kids and how we want to raise kids with integrity and morals and knowing God as part of their life. And so I started asking my students who came after school for help, where do you attend church? And a lot of them that had the kind of integrity that I wanted my children to grow up with went to CUMC and so we tried it here
2: and we loved it. We found connections right off. I mean, there's so many different missions and ministries going on in the church, so many activities to get involved with. Um, I found a passion with the ARM Adult Righteous Mission uh, in 2010, I believe, we went down to Detroit. It was my first experience, I went there for like one day and I was pretty amazed at all the work that was being done and, and all the people that were involved in the church and how that connection with those people in Detroit made a difference.
1: And I found passion with kids, children's ministry. Um, We started doing Parents Night Out and Parents Circle, and now we're leading Parents Circle. Parents Circle is a group of parents who read books about raising Christian children, raising children... um, To lead the kinds of godly life, to have God in their lives.
2: I think our kids love this church because it's a place they can come and ask questions and find out more about God. And there's so many activities here to do, whether it's choir and bells or you know, trunk or treat. They have a lot of fun doing all those different activities.
1: They also love that there's food at almost every church event. Right.
2: So with uh, Adult Righteous Mission, uh, when I first started, I think uh, I found such a passion for it that I wanted to include other people. So I invited people from work, and I think the first year we brought one or two people out, and as the years went on, uh, you know, participating eight or nine of those years, we we got it up to 24 people from work. And People just want to help others, and to share that passion with them is really important.
1: So I love... My church, and um, i don 't know if you 've noticed, but Pastor Rick in a lot of his sermons tends to talk about being invitational and um, so I decided I was going to become invitational, so I decided on this pickup line, like a pickup line that you would use in a bar, but different and so when um, if I see somebody um, that I'm comfortable enough with that I could say this to them, I say, wow, you look really familiar to me. I think we have met somewhere before. And then I'll say, do you go to Clarkston United Methodist Church? Maybe I know you from there. And then I say, well, if you don't go there, you really should go there now. (laughs) We've had a couple folks end up coming as a result.
2: Generosity's gifts is something that uh, we try to live on a daily basis. And, and giving back and, and helping the church grow, the growth that we've seen over the last couple years is truly amazing. The amount of help that we've given people that now can come to this church and get food or, or play basketball or just hang out and, and have fellowship, I think is is why we continue to give more. And not just financial We give up our time and our energy, and we think it's paid off,
1: it's really see. I see the church space, and it gets me excited about what's going to happen here, and the lives we're going to change, and the difference we're going to make in this community. I'm so excited about where we're headed, and what's going to happen next.
0: What a testimony. What a story. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. God, we thank you that lives are being changed by the ministry that is happening here. We pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to move among us and that you'd move among us this morning in this hour of worship. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the video, you heard Sean and Don talking about the type of lessons that they wanted to teach their children, that they still want to teach their children. One of the earliest lessons that most parents teach their children is about sharing, how to share. The most basic explanation of what sharing is is when you have something good, you give some of it to somebody else. And sometimes when you share, you get back what you gave, but other times you don't. Sharing seems like a really simple lesson because it is something that we try to teach to kids, but it's not always so simple. We're tackling a variety of lessons using this just one word. So sometimes we say to a child, will you share your truck, your toy truck? Can you share your toy truck with Aiden? And your child will, will say, okay, this is my turn, and then it's Aiden's turn. And you talk about, okay, you have the truck now, and then he'll have the truck, and then you'll have the truck again. Sometimes when we share, we get back the thing that we shared. And then other times we turn to a child and we say, well, will you share some of your popcorn? And if they give away some of their popcorn to their friend, they're not going to get the popcorn back. They've shared something, and they've given it away, and there's no way to have it back again. We use the same word, share, but it means a couple of different things. And then sometimes when you're sharing something, you're using it at the same time. Like if you share your children's hands-on Bible with the person in the pew next to you. Other times when you share, you're contributing towards something. Like when you come to a potluck and you bring your casserole, and somebody else brings their bean salad, and somebody else brings a dessert, and it's a whole lot better than if it was just you with your casserole, because everybody's brought something, and it's, it's better together, and that's sharing, too. At the heart of all these lessons about sharing, we're trying to teach children how to get along with one another, how to love one another, that other people are worthy of love, and worthy of care, and it's really not just about us as individuals with those words that toddlers love to say, me and mine, and I is one that we sometimes say as adults. To share or to give is to acknowledge that other people have needs too, and that our lives are about something bigger than just ourselves. To share is to say, I'm not the only person that deserves to have popcorn, Maybe the person who I'm sitting next to didn't get any popcorn because there wasn't enough to fill their bowl after I'd filled my bowl. Well, maybe I'll take some of my popcorn out of my bowl and give it to them so that they can have some too, knowing that maybe next time they'll have popcorn in their bowl and I won't have any, and they'll share with me too. These are the kinds of lessons that we try to teach our children, but hey, they're good reminders for adults as well. You all have Bibles in your pews. Some of you have the hands-on Bible. There's not enough for every single person to have a hands-on Bible, so this is your first test of sharing. You may have to look over at your neighbor's Bible. But I want you to open these up to the book of Acts, which is in the New Testament. It's towards the back of your Bible. The book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 32. It's on page 1075 in your hands-on Bible. Acts chapter 4, verse 32, page 1075. I'll give you just a moment to turn to that in your hands-on Bible, or you can follow along in the other Bibles that are in the pews. We're starting in verse 32, which is entitled, The Believers Share Their Possessions. There's a lot of talk about sharing in the Bible Verse 32, it says, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them, because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. These are the early Christians. This is at the beginning of the church, before it looked like the way it does today. 2,000 years ago, when people got together, they shared what they had. Anytime people gathered in those early days of the church, their worship services were fairly simple. They got together, and they sang. Those early Christians had hymns, even like we do today. They praised God, they prayed, they shared the good news about Jesus, and then they shared what they had to meet the needs of people around them, which sounds an awful lot like worship here at Clarkston United Methodist Church in 2018. We sing together, we pray together, we talk about Jesus, and then we give what we have to meet the needs of our community. Anytime we talk about Jesus, it inspires us to share some of what we have because that's how Jesus lived his life. He was a sharing kind of person, sharing what he had, giving away even very important things. So Mackenzie read to us from the Gospel of Luke chapter 4, Jesus points out a woman who had come to the temple to offer a gift. She was a widow, so she probably wouldn't have had any way to support herself financially. It was a significant sacrifice for her to give those two coins. She was a woman, so in those days people didn't take very much notice of women. It would have been Odd for Jesus to point her out of the crowd and say to his disciples, Look at this woman and the gift that she is sharing. But Jesus draws our attention to her and the two small coins that she puts in the offering plate. It's not much compared to all the large fancy gifts that other people were giving, but it's a big deal to this woman. And it's a big deal to Jesus who makes sure that his disciples see the sacrifice this woman is making. He makes a point of showing her actions to his disciples, singling her out and saying, look at this gift. Look how much she has given. Look how much she's shared. Because sharing is a big thing. Sharing is a biblical thing. Sharing is a Jesus thing. Jesus talks a lot about sharing. He doesn't always use the word sharing. Sometimes he uses the word give, or other kinds of similar words, but he talks about it a lot in the Gospels. In Luke chapter 3 verse 11, Jesus says, "If you have food, make sure you share with people who are hungry." And then in Luke 6: or 6:30, Jesus also says, "Give to anybody who asks from you, and when things are taken from you, don't try to get them back." Sounds a lot like sharing to me. If you're sharing your popcorn, you're not. Gonna get that back. In Matthew 10, verse 8, Jesus tells his followers: here's what you need to do: you need to heal the sick, you need to raise the dead, you need to cleanse those who are ill, you need to throw out demons. And then he goes on to say, You've received without having to pay. So therefore give to others without demanding payment. Again, it sounds a lot like sharing to me, but sort of in a radical Jesus take on things. And it's a tall order to share in a way where you don't say no to anybody who asks of you, where you do share so much of what you have. And I think if it was coming from anybody else, if it was coming from a selfish person, we might hesitate to listen. But it's coming from Jesus and he really walked the walk. He told people to give and to share and he did it over and over again. When Jesus was surrounded by 5,000 hungry people And his disciples said, what do we do to feed all these people? Jesus didn't say, oh, just go send them out to find something. Jesus said, all right, I've got some bread, I've got some fish, I'm going to break this up, I'm going to bless it, I'm going to share it. And the people were fed. When Jesus is approached by some kind of questionable characters who his disciples don't really think he should be hanging out with, Jesus says, I'm going to share some time with these folks. They say, hey, can we share a meal? Jesus says, hey, I'm going to your house. Not only am I going to eat with you, but I'm going to go over to your house and share this time with you and break bread and share a meal together. And then, of course, we know that Jesus shared even his life with us so that we might share an eternal life with him. Over and over and over again, Jesus gives us these examples of giving of himself, of sharing what he's got, of meeting the needs of other people around him. When we talk about Jesus, we can't help but be inspired to want to share some of what we've got because it's so good to learn about Jesus and it's so good to share what we have. How can we not, how can we not share some of what we've got because Jesus has shared so much with us? And it's more than just a passing choice for us as Christians. This is a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle that we are committing to, this, this lifestyle of sharing stuff. And we keep seeing it here at Clarkston United Methodist Church. It's really cool. When we come together as a church, one person shares, and somebody else sees that and is inspired, and then they share something, and then somebody else shares something, and somebody else shares something, and it's a little bit like popcorn. Everybody's popping up with different ways of sharing what they've got. People want to share what they've got because they love Jesus, and loving Jesus stirs something in them. And it is an awesome thing to behold. Last week, we heard in worship about Brenda Dupree, who's going to Liberia. She's here up in the choir. She's about to go halfway around the world on a mission trip, giving of her time, giving of her resources to go to connect with Methodists in a far-off place for the sake of Jesus. She's given up two weeks of comfort and safety at home with friends and family to go and do this work. I think that's Jesus style sharing. And then we've got Scott Vanderveen. He went on a trip of his own not too long ago where he volunteered his time and his talents as a dentist to give dental care to people who did not have access to some of the very basic things that they needed to take care of their teeth. That was given up of his time and his talents and his resources to go and make that trip. I think that's Jesus style sharing just as well. This year we had. A couple of young people come and approach the church. We have one of them with us in worship up in the balcony, Samantha Brandon, with our, con- our confirmation class up there. She's hiding. But these two young people, these Girl Scouts, said, hey, we want to help meet needs in our community. And we think one way that we can do that is to build a little free pantry that will be outside, that anybody in need can come to and get emergency supplies Maybe it's food, maybe it's toilet paper, maybe it's seasonal things, depending on whether it's back to school or cold with uh, gloves and mittens. But these two girls said, We want to meet a need. We think we can do this. We want to give of our time and our resources to make this thing happen. And today you can go outside the north entrance and see our little free pantry. Yeah, that's right. And if you see Sam, she's in hiding up there, but give her a high five or something because this is Jesus-style sharing. This is Jesus-style sharing. Oh, she's standing up, so you can look up in the balcony there. You can see her. This is one of our young folks. This is somebody in high school. You don't have to be any certain age to share like Jesus shared. You can be any age. It doesn't matter what your state of life is. And we've talked about trips, we've talked about building things. Well, how about some of our volunteers that we've got here at church? I gave a shout-out to Mary Knauss, who is at the first service. Anna Seymour, I think, is somewhere here at the second service. These are our co-chairs of the hospitality team. They're giving hours and hours of their time to come up with a schedule for greeters, which may not sound like that difficult of a task, but trust me, scheduling people's time is never an easy task. And so these people are sharing the gifts that they have for the critical work of hospitality and making sure the people who come into our building feel welcomed. So that's Jesus-style sharing. And we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. I know that there are other names that I could shout out. There are hundreds of different examples that I could give to you or Pastor Rick could give to you or Deacon Laura could give of people who have shared what they've got to meet needs, to help others, to make something happen in the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, this is awesome stuff that's happening here. No wonder Sean and Don Wood said, hey, this is a good place to raise our kids because there are so many examples of what it means to follow Jesus. And of course, Don and Sean themselves, they didn't just show up and sit back and say, okay, we'll let everybody else teach our kids how to do this thing. You heard Don, he's recruiting people to come do mission work here. You heard Sean, she's using her cool pickup line to invite people to church. I think that's awesome. They're modeling these qualities of what it means to share like Jesus shared. And there's a million ways you can do that. You just got to pick one of them and go with it. This congregation lives out Jesus-style sharing. As Christians, our sharing comes because we love God, and we love our neighbor, and we've received love from God, and we just we want to share that. Sometimes we get something back for what we've given. Sometimes we don't, but that's really not what it's about. It's about giving what we've got, and it's about following Jesus. And so this month, I pray that this would be the beginning of a journey for us as we follow Jesus together and we continue to share Jesus' style and see what God might be able to do with the gifts that we share. May it be so. Amen.